I always feel like I need to keep an eye on like every. I need like multiple monitors, many monitors. <laughs> we just have like a giant setup with like six <laughs> monitors, <laughs> like one window open on each screen. <laughs> that would be cool. I have like two keyboards, like one's Wikipedia, one is. IMDb. Oh my god! Did you see? My story that I posted, uh, one night my friend Jenny and I went to, went out drinking. <laughs> and then, yes, I did. you know, after you go out drinking, uh, you go to the Mate Factor because it's the only place still open after you close out the bar. And we went there and there was a guy there with his full desktop computer and keyboard, like one of those giant Macs <laughs> with his keyboard. And then, mm-hmm. so he was just like working away. <laughs> and then he packed it up in a gigantic bag, like a gigantic duffel bag. He picked up that Mac, placed it onto the floor inside this huge bag. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It was so funny. There was a woman who used to come into the public library when I worked there. Who It was like still in the box, like that big Mac monitor. <laughs> And she'd like, that was the carrying case for it. But she came in all the oh time. Oh, God, I love it. I, I mean, if you're going to carry a desktop computer, might as well be that one. I mean, it, that's the most portable of desktop computers. And, you know, <laughs> that's people what... can afford laptops and desktops, you know, lots of them. So it, it makes sense, I guess. But it's just it funny. Makes perfect sense. I would never think of moving that it's around. It's funny every time. Because they, like, they like plug in the keyboard. And, like, they have yes. The, like, it's so funny. It. Like you have to plug your computer into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like a power yeah. strip of like all this yes. stuff. Oh, loved, loved that man. Shout out to that man. <laughs> Shout out to that Shout man. Shout out to that What man. time? It was, it was like 3 in the morning. Yeah. It was like 3. <laughs> it was. It was 3 a.m. Entire home office in tow. Anyway, welcome to IMD Bitch Fest. I am Joe Hilton. I'm Rihanna Cates, and we are just two material girls living in a material world. I am a material girl. Oh, God. I am just born and bred material. I am made of materials. (laughs) (laughs) I am a material object. (laughs) That's what I was trying to say. Oh, this? (laughs) This is all material. What's up, movie watchers? (laughs) Yes. Hello, Popcorn eaters. Hello, nurse. <laughs> My sister called me an animaniac. <laughs> That's an incredible insult. She's just like, you're just an animaniac. And I was like, I absolutely am. <laughs> <laughs> you're the cute, like the girl one. I'm the cute girl one. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of popcorn, I have a, I have a story, a very quick story. <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> There's this new person at work at the library, and we have these like. Um, staff socials because all the librarians fight so much they had it's like once a month we get like donuts and like we're supposed to talk to each other and they're fun so we had an afternoon one and usually it's like bagels or veggies but it was popcorn Mm. like people bought like bags of popcorn so anyway that's my dream party just so excited but i met this new person and she's one of those people that has like zero affect on her face you know Uh when you're talking to her which some people try to like speak for two overcompensate i turn into fucking 
Chandler Bing. <laughs> yes, I do too. Just nervous, like joking for like two, perhaps three at once, just to like I'm just. <laughs> And, and she's she, not meanwhile just, she's just like not even making a face yeah so then she was <laughs> walking away and i said nice to meet you try the corn and i wanted to kill myself <laughs> like loud enough for like people to hear it. everyone in the whole room like turns their head <laughs> yeah, <laughs> corn nice to meet you <laughs> try the corn <laughs> mortified so, anyway i don't know I why do i told them i do the but... same exact yes. same thing when someone just doesn't seem entertained by me i get so nervous and then i just turn into an animaniac <laughs> like, like that wasn't enough uh, let me turn it up you know? <laughs> <laughs> your air horn noise <laughs> yeah. oh man <laughs> Anyway, yeah, back in a people's awkward. <laughs> What's up I, with that? Speaking of popcorn is, <laughs> I love popcorn. It's our new segment. <laughs> That's it. Uh, no, my favorite snack is just a bag of popcorn, and I've been eating a lot of popcorn lately because I remembered that that's my favorite snack, so <laughs> I bought some. I love remembering things that you really like, and then yeah, yeah. You, then you can't eat it for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just pop up a bag in the middle of the night, and uh, I've just been finding popcorn kernels in my purse, in my bed, in my bra. I was going to say, I was going to (laughs) say, the first place I'd look. Everywhere. So that's my story about popcorn. (laughs) We are really on it today. We are. Yes, we are starting. (laughs) Starting strong. Very strong. Anything you're watching or reading about or? I see reading about. Oh, go ahead. You first. (laughs) <laughs> no, you go. I feel like I'm interrupting you every two minutes. Yeah, you are. I'm counting. I have a little tally. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're at five. I was just kind of reading just very briefly. There's not a lot of details about all the project that Jordan Peele's doing. Oh. Did you see the poster for his movie that's coming yeah, out? I did. A yes, spooky he's thing. Nice. He's working on like a bunch of spooky TV. Spooky TV. It's a, oh, there, yes. It's set in the 60s and it's about Nazi hunters in New York. <laughs> Whoa. The movie? Uh, the show. The show. It's like a 10 episode. Yeah, 10 episode And what's on... his involvement in it? Is he writing it? It says from Get Out writer, director Jordan Peele from his productions, I guess. He's also working on a Lovecraftian series set in Jim Crow era America called, for HBO called Lovecraft Country. Wow. He has the new horror film Us, uh, the spooky poster. He's working his ass off. And he's making some other like Twilight Zone reboot. Yeah, anyway, I was just reading this whole like, he's, he's doing it all. He's got his hand in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I was excited. The Nazi Hunter show sounded pretty cool. That's really cool. Period piece. Oh, it's an Amazon. It's going to be an Amazon show. Wow, fascinating. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you. What have I been watching? I watched the royal wedding this morning. (laughs) Oh shit! And when I woke up, my mom and sister were watching it, and so I, you know, I sat down. I don't know. It's fine. I don't have any feelings about it. I don't have any non-feelings. You know, I don't, I don't I'm not full of scorn. <laughs> I'm not uh, full of happiness. So I, I hope that, I hope they're happy and uh, they look really cute together and um, whatever. Best wishes from Love IMD is Love. Fest. <laughs> love is love. Oh God. I saw some of the clothes. I saw Serena's hat. Mm-hmm. Oh, my voice is gone. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Give, give your throat a little, a little clear. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I just Doing never speak again. Oh, I wish I had some nose. Okay, I'm back on the line. Are you okay? That was weird. It just like was like turning its volume down. <laughs> I saw Serena's hat. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did. Did you? Yeah, I saw her in the audience. Good. I saw George Clooney yes. in the audience. It was so funny because he was just like hiding. Not on purpose, but the shot of him was hilarious. Like they couldn't get his <laughs> whole face in it. <laughs> I thought she looked gorgeous, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and adorable. Harry is whatever to me. Who cares? I also have been watching The Sopranos. Yes. Just like you. And I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of movies. I've been watching, I kind of go through phases where I watch a ton of TV and then I'll stop watching TV and then I'll just watch a ton of movies, like two movies a day. Um, so pretty, I've been pretty much watching like a movie every night. That's awesome. What about you? Watching anything interesting? Um, not really many movies, which I'm sad about, actually. I'm in that, I'm in the opposite where I'm... You're on the TV spectrum. Yes. TV spectrum? I'm on the TV spectrum. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sopranos. I rewatched all of uh, BoJack Horseman, your favorite show. It's good. It is very good. I'm sure it is. Just like The Simpsons. And Family Guy. (laughs) And... South Park and all those wonderful cartoon shows. Just kidding. That's not fair of me to lump them all together because they're all different. Joe hates cartoons and I hate England. Oh. I watch Budget. She watches the wedding. Perfect. It's just like how I feel about England. It's how you feel about Family Guy. <laughs> and how I feel about England is how you feel about Family Guy. <laughs> in love with it. <laughs> Seeking dual citizenship in it. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I ventured onto OkCupid a little bit. Um, and yes. let me tell you, <laughs> I did not like what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> it was bleak. Oh, my God. Any highlights? Lowlights? Any light to be seen? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there's this guy I was talking to. And, you know, I was thinking, like, maybe we could go on a date or something. Because that's sort of what I want. You know, like, I don't want to chat online. That's so boring. And I'm not good at it. And so this guy was like, oh, yeah, text me. So I texted him. And I was trying to, like, get to know him. And I was like, so what do you like to do? You know, boring stuff. And I know I asked him, like, do you like dogs? And he sent me a picture of his penis. (laughs) And right underneath it, he said, I like dogs, but I own a cat. (laughs) And I said, that doesn't look like any cat I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, And then I blocked his number. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't like what you saw. I I was like, dude, I'm not... God, I, it was so, it was so classic. I love that he, like, answers the conversation. Yes! Yes! <laughs> he answered the question after the dick pic. I want to do that when, like, you text me, like, a podcast question. I send you, like, my tits and then, like, answer your question. <laughs> I guess I should keep that plan to myself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please do that. What did he say? What was the line? It was, I like dogs, but I own a cat. <laughs> Did he respond to yours? To my what? Though when you said that's not any cat I've ever seen. I think he sent me the emoji with the tongue out. <laughs> oh, God. That's... I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm done with this. 
god it was was like i was just trying to like go on a go get a drink or whatever just went straight from (laughs) zero to dick pic like (laughs) dog to dick pic how do you feel about dogs (laughs) well was it erect (laughs) Uh, yeah so i guess that explains it (laughs) oh no i was on it for a couple more days and then I was just like, I am awful at this. It like, hurts every time. I, there was this other guy I was talking to, and here's how, like, the conversation would go. So he messaged me. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Can't complain. <laughs> cool, m- me too. He's like, right on. <laughs> so I go look at his profile for something to talk to him about. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I have two. They're this, this, and this. Are they the best dogs in the entire world? <laughs> That's what I asked him. And then he said, yes, to me they are. And I'm, uh, uh, okay, bye. Like, what? what are we doing? Like, what is this? What are you getting out of this? Just giving you nothing. Just like nothing. Just moving through the interviews he has to go through every day. <laughs> exactly. It's either nothing or too much. <laughs> So I deleted oh. it. I, I went for like two days. I just couldn't do it anymore. Any any tindering? No, I didn't, I didn't do tinder because I figured it would just be worse. It, it, I was going to say, it's perhaps just worse. It sounds like you want my, you might want to, oh God, I can't even get my stupid joke out of my goddamn Star- mouth. You might want to take out a personal ad. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a transition as to the movie. I know. And I choked and it, it out. And it did. <laughs> I just like threw up and had a nosebleed just trying to say it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Let's go there. Let's take out ads of our own. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Are we just going to keep trying? <laughs> Maybe. So, yes. What month is this? This is June. This is our June pick. Tis June. That's wild that it's June and also that we've been doing this podcast. I know. Gosh, for that long. so happy. Almost a year. Almost. Yeah. Our movie today is Drop Dead. Oh, God, I keep wanting to call her Drop Dead Susan. <laughs> Drop Dead Susan? God, I am like well rested and sober. Drop Dead Susan. <laughs> desperately seeking. Gorgeous. Okay. It is Desperately Seeking Susan. And after our last episode, our film festival, this felt just like a walk in the walk in the park. Yes, it, did. it truly did. As you'll recall, we uh, we watched how many movies was it? Eight. 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 Fast and Furious films. It was amazing. It was a very good time. It was but so great, but it was exhausting. The stress on my adrenals. My adrenals were fucked to shit. <laughs> fucked to shit. Anyway, so this one was just, it was so simple, you know? Oh, yeah. It was like nothing. I watched it and I took two pages of notes somehow. Just relaxed. (laughs) Just chilled out. And if, I mean, we'll get into this more, but I felt it was a great one to watch after all of those. Mm -hmm. Because even though we had a great time watching those, those movies really aren't us. (laughs) And this movie is us. Extremely. Extremely us. Well, should I tell us a little more about it? Yeah. Okay. Here we are. The year, 1985. The state, New Jersey. 
Rosanna Arquette is Roberta, a melancholy, meek housewife of a home spa salesman living in the suburb of Fort Lee. One of her distractions comes in the form of fascination with a couple named Jim and Susan, who communicate through the personal section of a New York City paper. Obsessed and unable to resist, one day Roberta decides to spy on the meetup described in the latest ad, the headline Desperately Seeking Susan, asking Susan to meet her seeker Jim, played by Robert Joy, in Battery Park one morning. Spying on the encounter, Roberta spots the fashionable, freewheeling Susan, played by Madonna. And, through a series of events ranging from consignment shops, mistaken identity, multiple head injuries, memory loss, and memory recovery, <laughs> Roberta goes from voyeur to participant in Susan's wild life as a woman on the run, when she is mistaken for and led to believe that she is Susan. She's led to believe this by Dez, played by Aidan Quinn, Jim's friend, who had never met the actual Susan, but who was asked by Jim, while he's away on rock tour, to look after his sought-after Susan. <laughs> Des falls for the Roberta he believes to be Susan, and Roberta, enjoying a new life of freedom and excitement as Susan, returns Des's affection while, across the apple, Roberta's <laughs> husband Gary is also hot on both Susan's trails. Little does Roberta as Susan know that a mysterious blonde man is pursuing and seeking to kill the real Susan, based on some drama surrounding some priceless Egyptian earrings. <laughs> With the classic combination of amnesia and miscommunication, what will happen with so many people, boyfriends, husbands, and hitmen, so desperately seeking the real and mistaken Susans? Wow, <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, this is like a wild plot. Yes. It is the craziest plot of all. And I haven't, I haven't watched this movie since I was a kid, so I didn't remember any of it. Oh, cool. And the way I remembered it was totally wrong. It is so ridiculous. First of all, Rosanna gets, Rosanna, as Roberta, gets amnesia by hitting her head on, like, a light, po a light post and, like, falling to the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and full amnesia for, like, two days. And then is, like, perfectly hit so it comes back. Like, she's hit in the head again. Oh, yeah. And then... That's how it comes <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> it doesn't just slowly come back. She doesn't, like, remember it. No. She there's so many head injuries in this movie. That's what I, I wrote. Like, people pass out so easily. <laughs> I think there's a part where Des hits Jim with an empty, like, aluminum Oh, like, the film, film canister? canister. Yes, and he, like, And he fully passes out. <laughs> like, that would hurt, but... Like, he bonks him on the head. Yeah, it's just a straight-up bonk. <laughs> and then, later, Roberta hits the bad guy who's following her with, like, an empty beer bottle... And he fully passes out. <laughs> it's just fainting. What were like the health issues going on in New York City in the eighties? <laughs> people were very people prone are to only just eating like hot dogs and caviar <laughs> and cocaine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This movie also one thing I really loved about it, but that made it really weird, is it kind of it could. Be, like it's obviously very much from 1985 but a lot of ways it could be from any time like there's a lot of weird especially like in the clubs there's a lot mm -hmm. of kind of like anachronistic kind of stuff and a lot of it kind of watches to me like an old movie oh, I don't know if you felt that at all but some scenes especially like there's someone playing like saxophone across like there's weird like music parts it kind of looks out yeah. like the yes. old man band and like that's such a like a New York cliche the saxophone. Like, um, you're on the rooftop and your neighbor's wailing on the sax. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait till that happens to you. <laughs> your neighbor is wailing. 
It's gonna be me wailing on the side. <laughs> I was just gonna say, and then if you don't hear someone, you'll understand that it's your task. I, you know, I did used to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could bust that back out. Do you think you could? <laughs> I still have it. No, I don't. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, just kind of, I don't know, just an overall kind of the feel of it. It reminds me of a movie that could be from, like, the 30s. I feel the exact opposite. I feel like this is the 80s, like, incarnate. Mm-hmm. This is, like, 80s New York. Like, the places that they're running around in, like, just don't exist anymore. And, like, the costumes. Like, I mean, it's just... I guess, I, I mean, the plot. I think I agree about the plot. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mistaken Identity is such a very, like, 30s movie type of thing. Yeah, I guess, know? and the, like, Egyptian artifacts. And, like, yes, yes, totally. I, I can see that. I totally get what you're yeah. saying. More that, and then in that magic club, when mm-hmm. there's all those, like, cameos, like, Anne Magnuson is, like, the old-fashioned, like, cigarette girl. <laughs> yes. That's just kind of the freaky club. Yeah, yeah. But. And I think that's what the club is going for. Yeah. Totally. It's like that sort of time period. Yeah, the cameos in this are nuts. There, there's just like tons of like people in it who were just like staples of like the New York music scene at the time. Mm-hmm. Like Richard Hell, the guy from television. He's from a lot of stuff. He's the love comes in sports guy. <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the like mobster in the bed like you don't even see him really and there's just tons of others not to mention my favorite Giancarlo Esposito (sighs) I am pretty sure I spotted him is he the guy who's selling sunglasses yeah yay she knocks over the whole table yes that was like so fast paced since like right in the beginning that I um kind of had to think back I didn't recognize him at once I did recognize Jim as the dad in Harriet the Spy. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I knew he was super familiar. It's kind of like a skeezy dad. <laughs> Amazing. And the blonde guy who was following her, isn't that the white coach in Remember the Titans? Oh my god, wait, I'll look it up. <laughs> um, I think it is. I'd bet a million thousand dollars. Oh, you are correct. Yeah. He's, he's also in Armageddon. Oh, yeah! Wow, you are good. I know. No one will ever pay me for this. Yes, so anyway, this plot is so outrageous. I mean, that obviously, but like, I didn't remember how outrageous. Like, and the whole mob part, it's like the whole movie could exist without that part. Like, that just adds such a funny, like, ridiculous thing to it. Yeah, so it starts off in Atlantic City where Madonna's like leaving a really fancy hotel room mm-hmm. where a guy's like passed out in the bed and she like finds these earrings and she's like, oh, and takes them. Mm-hmm. And then that guy ends up dead, and, yeah, and people then they're like, "Want those?" Maybe did it? Yeah, so or they're like trying to. F- it? I think they're like trying to frame her, right? So the mob is after her, or something for the earrings. Or, and for the frame earrings her. that she took, which are probably the ugliest earrings I've ever seen in my entire life. They're very ugly. They're hid- hideous. <laughs> hideous. Yeah, so they're after Susan because she took these earrings. But he also died. <laughs> but right. Yeah, it's it's an it's like the element to make it a little more stressful. Yeah, which honestly, one thing about this movie was that it was a little frustrating to watch at times. 
<laughs> oh, tell me more. I'm not a fan of the mistaken identity plot line in anything. Like, it drives me crazy. I'm just like, that's not her! That's not Susan! Yeah, I feel that way about, like, amnesia stuff. Yes, <laughs> it's same. Like, I don't know how amnesia works, but it's a little ridiculous. I think it's not like that. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? You just totally, like, lose your memory after bonking your head. But she, like, seems to know where she is, like, in New York still. <laughs> I feel like amnesia is, like, you, you would recognize New York, but you don't know details. Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because, like, with amnesia, you remember, like, how to tie sh- your shoes and stuff and those kind of things. So it's like memory is stored in different places. Certain ki- types of memories are stored in different places. And I wonder if like New York is just so... New York? That you would just know where you were. That's a theory. That's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay, if anyone has amnesia, I'd like you to write in and Please. <laughs> explain to us what happened. <laughs> we want to hear. We want to hear about it amnesia stories and if anyone's uh identity was ever mistaken if you were ever if you were ever taken for another person and you lived in their life for a couple of days uh please also write in we'd love to hear about that mm-hmm. i think something about this movie that's really funny is that it hinges on every single person reading the personals ad every single day <laughs> which i and it's not, it's in like a like tabloid too isn't it yeah it's like it's a it's like the daily mirror or something and mm-hmm. i, I Everyone apparently reads the personals every, every day. day. Reads all of them every single day. A world I'd like to live in. <laughs> but <laughs> Which is my dream. I mean, everyone from Roberta to Susan to Jim, he's like off reading it on his <laughs> tour, to the guy from Remember the Titans who's after her. That's how, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how that's they're the tracking part. everyone throughout through the city is the personals ads that they're taking out that's what it was like before cell phones could only text through the paper it was the twitter of its day (laughs) all the men in this movie looked like skeletons yes yes they did not just like they were really thin like it must be the cocaine they know they they look like cartoon skeletons (laughs) especially jim and des like the sharpest faces you would touch that chin and it would stab you (laughs) he just cuts your hand get amnesia (laughs) yeah this movie is gorgeous to look at and i knew it would because it's everything i love i can't believe i haven't seen this until now i can't either as a kid i would have been obsessed with madonna in this she's so fucking cool she's maybe the coolest person to ever exist in the world of film just like susan Yes, so fucking cool. Not just in her clothes and her like style, but she doesn't give a shit about anything. She never gets worked up. All her shit gets stolen. She gets arrested for some reason at the beginning, goes to jail. Oh, right. <laughs> and just doesn't care. Like, she's just so, like, chilled out. She's just along for the ride. I love her. Mm-hmm. I love Roberta too, though. I love Roberta. She's so cute, and I, I relate to her so much. Just like wearing pastels, <laughs> weirdly obsessed with a cool girl. <laughs> like I still don't know what my teacher would call me. Desperately seeking Susan. I couldn't quite tell. Maybe it was because I was like obsessed with things and people. Did you have like? Did you wear crazy clothes? Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, I'm thinking that's why. But. Anyway, I was just the whole time, like, waiting to see, like, and then I was like, well, okay, sure. I had, like, a black 
jacket with stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I would take a life for that jacket. Oh, I know. I'm sure you read about it that it sold a few years ago at auction. At auction. I didn't. How much? You want the number? Uh, let's see. Yes, I want the number. One one of the jackets because I think they they each had their own. It sold only for two hundred twenty five thousand. I guess that's a only. lot. Only. <laughs> I guess that's a lot. Yeah, that's like the price of my education. <laughs> <laughs> one of the earrings. Those terrible earrings. Sold for 34000 That's disgusting. Oh, just one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Did ancient Egyptians wear earrings? <laughs> were they supposed to be Nefertiti's earrings? Like, they were called the Nefertiti earrings, but were they her earring? Like, was that what they were supposed to be? Let me, let me see. <laughs> They're just the most 80s, like, Egyptian earring. It's just, like, a nondescript pharaoh. Yeah. And we're, yes, exactly. They are so 80s, and we're supposed to believe that these are, like, ancient <laughs> it is earrings. hand-painted, molded plastic female pharaoh with metallic leather backing, imitation turquoise, and stone beads. Wow. 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 I think they were Nefertiti's. They're supposed to be. They are absolutely not. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I was shocked to find out that that was Lori Metcalf, who was Roberta's sister-in-law. Oh, really? From what you remember? Or do you not realize right away? I didn't realize it the whole time. Really? And then, and then it, she came up on the credits. And I had written down that I loved her because of that scene where she says, does Roberta have orgasms? And I had no idea that it was Lori Metcalf because of her makeup. And the hair is weird. She's like yes, very short she looked, brown hair. She was like in disguise. <laughs> and I was bummed. I was like, I can't believe it. This whole time I didn't realize I was her. And I didn't get to experience that as Lori Metcalf. I knew she was going to be in it, the opening credits, <laughs> and I. It was the way she like stressed one of her A's. She said like blah. I could t- like hear it was her. I heard her before oh, I saw her. Yeah, that's so sweet. I uh, did you know that I went to see her in a Broadway play when I yes, was we haven't even talked about it. She was incredible, and I was like. Just the whole time, I was like, I'm in the same room as Laurie Metcalf right now. And I could not take my eyes off of her. The best level of like fame. She was stunning. She's an incredible actress. She's an incredible actress. I love the part where um, like Roberta's been missing and they're starting to worry. Mm-hmm. And it's like Roberta's husband and like his friend, that Laurie Metcalf, who's um, Roberta's sister-in-law, mm-hmm. slept with. And they're like eating. And she's like, how could you eat at a time like this or whatever? And they're like, we're stressed. We're hungry. And she's like, take a Valium like a normal person. I know. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> she had the best lines. Yeah. It was funny because, you know, it's like Madonna, Madonna. But like Madonna doesn't really do that much in this movie. She just walks around as Madonna. She walks around looking cool, yeah. Yep. But she doesn't talk very much or have many lines. Yeah, like she has the opening part and then she really takes a back seat. Yeah, she has the opening part where she like dries her armpits in a public restroom with a hand dryer. That's when I fell in love. <laughs> yep, me too. I love Madonna's style, obviously, but I was also like, Roberta's at the party with like this pink silk dress on. Oh, that crazy dress. It's all the same color pink. Long earrings, like with an updo, like gazing at New York through her window. And that scene where she's like in her pink pajamas, eating her birthday cake, mm-hmm. watching an, a Hitchcock movie alone in her kitchen in the middle <laughs> of the night. Ugh. And the scene where Susan is like eating cheese doodles with her like white lace gloves. Yes. 
I wish I could like send this VHS to myself back in time. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't. I think I missed a lot of this stuff because my mom was a teenager during the 80s, and sometimes mm-hmm. she was a little bit, like, Madonna'd out. Yeah. I think she's loosened up a little bit, but she's, like, my mom was really, like, goth and punk, and she's just like, fuck Madonna. Nah, nah, nah. She's <laughs> loosened her stance on Madonna a little. <laughs> <laughs> she's relaxed. <laughs> so I, I honestly think that's why. That makes sense. Because I would have been drawn to this cover. There's no way. And... I would have been so obsessed with this movie. Maybe it's for the best. What? Like, you shouldn't have been... (laughs) Maybe it's good that I wasn't (laughs) so obsessed. To a, like, precocious, obnoxious way. I love desperately seeking Susan, and I'm only 12 years old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was very, very me. I was very like that when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) What was that movie you were watching? Where, um, we are talking about the crazy, like, election movie? Oh, Bullworth? (laughs) (laughs) That was your one. That was your... No, mine was Meet Joe Black. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's so stupid. I'm 12 years old and I love Meet Joe Black. No, that it wasn't even like that. It was just like, I just, I just would watch anything. And we had like HBO growing up. Or like we always had like at least one movie channel. And I would just watch everything that was on it. And you know how once HBO gets a new movie, they just play it over and over again mm-hmm. you know like when any movie channel gets like a new release they'll play it every few hours and so i would just watch them every day because they were on like every day anyway i think with this movie i did watch it when i was young but i, th- I think i might have been too young like i'm because i didn't remember a single thing about it and i think if i had watched it in the sweet spot i would have totally been obsessed with it but i think i was too young when i watched it and didn't remember or have like an aesthetic yet you know Mm -hmm. it's beautiful to look at like all their stuff and just the like decadence of like the 80s Mm -hmm. just like her like suitcase just full of her stuff god that like like, spray painted hat box vanity yeah everything is very sparkly yes oh that like that um sequin jacket of roberta's that susan borrows oh yes i know when she like like roberta's room which is has matching wallpaper, bedspread, chairs, and like lamp. It's all this pink design. Oh my god! So one of the main plot devices, if you will, is that uh, Susan has this like incredible jacket we talked about, which is like how the like murderer hitman guy like he like catches a glimpse of her and he's like that jacket. And then Madonna yes, he wants like these... has a picture of her in the jacket, so yes. he knows. Oh it's right, her. yes. So Madonna's like back in New York, and she's at this amazing thrift store, and she really wants these pretty awful boots, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. The sparkles are cool, but the like kitten. No, they're the bad. Sil- oh, they're bad. <laughs> they're they're really bad. bad. Okay, they're bad. The shoes are bad. Anyway, she um like trades in the jacket, and when she did that, I I think I like clutched my chest. I know. It's like, <gasps> For those? Oh, she? And then Roberta's kind of, like, stalking her, essentially, <laughs> and then mm. buys it, and then she's mistaken for her, because she, like, curls her hair and wears the jacket. I love that part. I love the, like, obsessed housewife. Me too! Weird. I really like that. Like, I really relate to that. <laughs> she, like, reads about Susan in the personals, and she's like, I'm gonna go meet up with these people like i'm just gonna go spy on them which is so something i would do (laughs) like just like sad in my life that i don't like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and try to escape 
by sort of latching on and projecting my ideas of a different life onto a very cool person that I see on the street. Classic. That's classic. (laughs) (laughs) And then she, like, wants to, like, give it back to her because she finds the, like, key in it. Yeah, she wants to give her the key back. The key, yeah, the key. All of her possessions are in a locker. So she finds the key, and then she tries to get it back to her, and that's when it all happens. Yes. That's when... The guy sees the jacket and he's like, oh my God, it's Susan. She has the earrings. So he goes to attack her. And at the same time that Jim's friend is looking for Susan because of the jacket, he sees the jacket. So everyone thinks it's Susan. She hits her head, gets amnesia and begins to think that she is Susan. Meanwhile, Susan is there, but got arrested for some reason. So (laughs) couldn't go meet up with her. Why does she get arrested in that scene? It seems like she didn't pay the taxi or something. Oh, but then there's another right, scene right, right, where right. Roberta gets arrested for literally no reason. Oh, just because she's like dressed weird at night and they think she's a sex worker. She's like laying down on the ground, and they just like assume that she's a sex worker and arrest her. Yeah, which I don't. Is that how it works? Like, I don't know. She wasn't with anyone. Well, like, that guy was assaulting her. The hitman. The guy, guy like punched her, and then the and cops came away. up and he ran away. And like, was that your pimp? Get yeah, the and then they arrested her, which was out- an outrage. <laughs> Just like, we need a reason for them to be arrested. Like, they need to go to jail. <laughs> so it's a lot of a uh, circumstance. <laughs> That's, it's pretty much all circumstance. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Very low. <laughs> I was trying to think of my favorite scenes, and basically it's just Madonna doing anything. <laughs> yep. Drying her armpits, eating literal cheese doodles. Yes, when she's walking around with that... With that, like, sheer crop top on and the black bra underneath. Like, the sheer crop top, lace crop top with, like, a collar. I think my favorite scene is when Roberta's husband drives up. He, like, he's looking for her. He's in New York. He's in his convertible. And he drives up in parks, and these guys are standing there talking. And they just, like, go sit on his car. <laughs> like, they don't even stop talking. They're, oh, like, yeah. Eat. They're, like, eating. They're yeah. eating KFC. And they just go sit. It was just, like, the cutest thing. <laughs> I've ever seen. It was. He was like, "Get off my car!" And then they like just ignored him. And he was like, "All right, be careful." <laughs> it is a weird like touch. Yeah, I loved it. Anyway, I love the club scene. I love the her own music's in it. I love that song, "Into the Groove." I didn't know that that song was from the movie. Yeah, I love that scene. The dancing and fashion in that scene is to die for, arguably. Argue. <laughs> arguably to die for. I would argue that you could die for that. <laughs> Well, I would. <laughs> That's like one of the weirdest things you've ever said. <laughs> Did you have any favorite scenes? Any others, I mean? Beyond the car scene? The car scene. Like, there's no, there's no like, scenes that really stood out to me. It's more about the clothes. The clothes, the mood of the whole thing. Tell me about, um, you're my New York authority now. Tell me about, like, where they are. So they're, uh, they're in, like, lower Manhattan. So Battery Park like where they first meet up, you can stand there and see the Statue of Liberty. So they're like at the very, very bottom Bottom of Manhattan. of the island. Okay. Did you recognize any like other thing, like places or? (sighs) Not really. Like I I was like trying to, but they're they're not really in, like I've been to Battery Park, but they're not really ever in like somewhere that was like super recognizable to me. Yeah, a lot of it's, like, inside, inside, so it's just, like, nondescript, like, streets. Like, where the magic club is. 
this seemed to me like as someone who's never been to New York, it seemed like a little bit it was going for like the cool New York. It wasn't showing the like usual shots, kind yeah, of, because it was very much like downtown Lower Manhattan. Like, and they stayed there the whole time. So yeah, it wasn't like we're romping all over New York. Yeah, it was just like this like small, which I loved about it. I kind of did too. Yeah, New York in the eighties is a fascinating time. It was just bizarre. Like, there was so much going on. I always think of, like, Wall Street time and, like, big Wall Street people with big <laughs> suits on. The wolves? The wolves and then, on Wall Street? <laughs> yes, the wolves I've never seen Street. that movie. <laughs> Don't ever watch it. <laughs> I You told me, and I took that to heart. Yes. Uh, I mean, you could watch it. I've, I've, I've been sort of, like, thinking I should rewatch it because... <laughs> That's what you've it. been thinking about lately? Uh, yeah, I have. Because I, I, like, watched it, and it, like destroyed me like <laughs> i was so upset by it i i was like in a blind rage <laughs> and like i was just like these people are the scum of the earth this is supposed to be funny i remember being on the max with my ex-boyfriend who like he loved it because whatever and <laughs> i was just i was i was so sad I was just like, I hate this world. I hate capitalism. I hate that. I hate wealth inequality. And (laughs) everyone was so entertained by it. And I was so like, it was so dark to me. Like Mm -hmm. hell on earth. So I haven't heard of any other person that's had that reaction to it. So like people have critiques (laughs) about it. But like I was, I was bad. I was like in a dark place after I got out of that movie. (laughs) Like, all these scenes that are supposed to be funny, like, Leonardo DiCaprio on Quaaludes, like, (laughs) rolling around the floor. And I'm just like, this motherfucker ruined people's lives and everyone's laughing. But anyway, it's it's such a weird time. And I feel like 80s New York is like, it's just, I mean, it is absolutely gone. Like, you know, it's a totally different city. So then it it has this, like, there's, I don't know, there's just this, like, reputation around Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, like, Because it's, like, disappeared. Vendors everywhere and... Mm-hmm. dancers and steam coming up from the sidewalk yeah holes. and Times square <laughs> still was like just porn shops completely yeah, yeah and those are all gone Times square is like m&m store now you know <laughs> and like that's, that's exactly like it. all it is it's like a giant forever 21 and a giant <laughs> m&m store <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so sad that city as they knew it is non-existent Mm-hmm. In so many ways, in the neighborhoods that don't exist, and the people, the communities that are no longer living, I think mm-hmm. about a lot of that with some of the impact of AIDS in those areas, especially yes, like the cl- club scene, and also like communities that can no longer feasibly survive there, mm-hmm. based on gentrification and things. And like, also, it was really a you know, it was a lot like dirtier, and now. Those places that were, like, so gritty are, like... M&M stores? The proverbial M&M store. <laughs> Each and every one is an M&M store. <laughs> That's all New York is these days. It's just gigantic CVSs and M&M stores. <laughs> Everywhere. An M&M store in every corner. That's what I was about to say. Like the CVSs. That's, like, my dream city. <laughs> I'm moving to my dreams. My dream city. An M&M store on every corner. <laughs> I've never been to an M&M store. Me neither. Why would you go to an M&M store? <laughs> to get some green M&M stuff? <laughs> some green M&M porn? Oh. 
Oh my god. You can get M&M's at any CVS, <laughs> which are literally on every corner. When I visit you, when you live in New York, just take me straight. I know this little hole in the wall and just take me <laughs> to the kitchen of giant M&M's store in Times Square. I'm going to. You better believe we are going to that M&M's store. Let me have forgotten about this joke and then surprise me. <laughs> yes. Oh, a true really New York cool. slice. I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. I am like not good at jokes like that because I hate a joke that involves tricking anyone. Even if it's like funny and innocent, I can't physically do it. I would be like, just kidding. It's the M&M store. Like the second. When you <laughs> go in. Believe me. But I like, think like right next, like not next door, but like very close is a Sbarro's. <laughs> is that how you say it? Sbarro's? I've always wondered. If you have amnesia or know about Sabaro, all in or both <laughs> that's one of my favorite jokes on the office when michael scott gets to new york i think he goes to that one i think he does too oh, i love new york slice yes exactly <laughs> so we'll be going there yes we will. by the way i'm moving to new york everybody. yes i didn't remember i guess we really got down and fast and furious last time yes we didn't really talk about our personal lives but Joe's I to am NYC. moving to New York. She is opening her own M&M franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few more in me, but then I'll stop. <laughs> oh, please, never. <laughs> never stop. Oh, wow. Well. Concrete jungle. <laughs> Where dreams are made of. <laughs> Just, like, recite that whole song. <laughs> There's nothing you can't do. <laughs> that I can hear that song anywhere, and it gives me, like, a big, like, chill. <laughs> Oh, the big chill. <laughs> it gives me the big chill. <laughs> I'm going to watch the big chill tonight. I just, just, just I've decided. I have seen it. <laughs> oh, But I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> I don't know what it is about movies from the 80s, but I was talking about this recently with my cousin when I was in New York. I was talking about, I think I gravitate toward 80s movies because even if they're really bad, there's, like, some element of stylization to them that I connect to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's camp or, like, what I perceive as camp because of my perception of the 80s now. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's sort of, like, even if it's not great, I can find something entertaining or, like, something that draws me in. And I think it is, like, I mean, it has to do with the clothes, obviously, but I, I think just movies had a different, I don't know, there's like a different feel to them to where like, I will watch any movie from the 80s, like any of them. Did you watch the original like trailer for this movie on YouTube any chance? I did. It was crazy. Yeah, it was so different. Movies are so different. Yeah, there was like a narrator. Like, the, was that that one that you watched like with a woman? Narrating? Yeah, the weird. Yeah. So strange. And just, it looked. It looked like someone made it in like, PowerPoint. <laughs> You know, that's like the transitions. Yeah. Trailers are so different now. Trailers now have to show you like every plot point and every joke. Like I every hate joke them. is already in the trailer. I don't like watching them anymore. Like I get exasperated like at the movie. I love previews of the movie theater, but they're so long. Well, I love that. I never want them to end. Was there any trivia that you came across in your travels? Not really. Yeah, it had the usual like these people were going to be in it, and then they weren't. Yeah, it was going to be Diane Keaton and Goldie Hawn. That would have been a... I, like, picture them now <laughs> doing it. <laughs> just in, like, white linen. I did, too. Yeah. I pictured <laughs> Diane Keaton as she is now. And I was like, that would never have worked. 
Yes, uh, Susan uh, Seidelman. She specifically wanted to work with um, newcomers, new people on the scene. Mm-hmm. She wanted to get the teens in. Yeah, there was something the I did read that like Rosanna Arquette was saying like pr- the producers, the director, the screenwriter, and like studio execs were all women, mm-hmm. which is cool. Can we talk about the Magic Club very briefly? Sure. That place was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go there, but I don't. Magic makes me nervous. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> like the magic that they were doing there makes you nervous? Like he's making doves appear? Just the like creepy old guy with the like weird... I did love the assistant that quit. The like Mia Thermopolis, Gilda Rodney yeah, kind of yeah, character. Yes. She reminded me of you too a little bit. <laughs> I say that She as was a, awesome. Uh, like the compliment. one with the glasses? Yes. It, yes. I highly recommend this. I think people should watch this movie. I think it's great. It's very polarizing, though, which I learned from the reviews. Everyone's yes. Like, this is the stupidest God. movie I've ever seen. Let me get into or, this. Or this is the best movie I've ever seen. Yes. And people have so much baggage around Madonna. I know. It's like, get a grip. <laughs> Please. I beg you. She's amazing. Okay. You got some reviews for us? I do. I have six. How many do nice. you have? I have 25. <laughs> Excellent. Let's fill Just the next kidding. hour. <laughs> I'm going to go from highest to lowest because the lowest made me laugh the hardest. Okay, so this one is from Private You, no picture, five stars. This person is absolutely probably like 12 years old. <laughs> Good one. Love all the nipples and the F word. Love 80s movie ratings. <laughs> all the nipples and the F word. <laughs> Okay, this one's from Linda N., who has dressed like a cat in her picture. Four stars. Mm. Cult classic. A must-see for film majors. I don't know why. Do I need to know why? (laughs) With a lot of dots in between, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I saw that a lot in the reviews. They had to watch it for class. I don't know why. Like women in cinema. Do I need to know why? It was. (laughs) Okay, four stars from Dave S., a normal, normal white guy. Oh, grow up. That jacket looks stupid. Four stars. <laughs> I had that one, too. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that's okay. So rude and so that, wrong. I know. That jacket's incredible. Jennifer M., Four three and a half stars. stars. All caps. It is okay, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> okay, almost done. Tanya P., whose picture is of a grizzly bear. Three stars. I like it. But I may be nuts. <laughs> Waiting for the results to come back. And my absolute favorite from Jack G, whose picture is of a raccoon. No, I have this one. Okay, too. I'll let you do it. It's it's the best. I want you to read it to me. Okay. Okay, I'll read it last. Okay. okay thank you. Okay. Here's one from Robert W. It says, "Not interested." I don't see the point. Just as it is, as Maradona. I mean, Madonna. <laughs> It is shit and not worth a look. <laughs> oh my god. See, there's so much Madonna hate. I saw multiple that called her Mad Mama. I saw Mad Donna. <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> this is one that was so cute to me. The end is cute. The first part is not. This is Carrie's E. Two and a half stars. Holy crap, Madonna used to be hot. And Aiden, <laughs> and Aiden Quinn is, as always, beautiful. <laughs> Shame the film was so shit. The only thing that made it worth watching was seeing my mom get up and dance joyously to Into the Groove at the end. <laughs> Do you think it was their actual mom? Yeah. Like in the movie? 
No, or, like, like when they watched them. the movie. Oh, okay. I was with... like, your mom was in the movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, in their living room, I'm imagining. Yes, okay. Her, like, the mom got up to dance. Well, that's really sweet. Which is cute. Here's one from Katie P. Chris is taping it now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> we don't know who that is, Katie. <laughs> we don't know Chris. He's taping it right now. <laughs> I gotta go tell Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> And then Jack G, thank you for letting me read this because I was so excited. Yes, it's... His picture is a raccoon. Two stars. Get into the groove, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Get into the groove, dot, dot, dot. Space, bitch. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to say that now. I'm sorry, we like already say that. Yeah, that's already... (laughs) Get into the groove, bitch. Get into the groove. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh, that was the best. Okay. Do you have anything? Oh, my. I have one other trivia that you probably saw. Madonna and Rosanna are both Leos. (laughs) I did not see that. (laughs) (laughs) Their birthdays are close together. I look. I I think I look at Madonna's like all the time because I'm always like, she might be a little Scorpio. Let me see. And she never, never (laughs) is. Hey, Scorpio, in your chart. I recently listened to, um, from that podcast, You Must Remember This. Mm-hmm. I listened to the Madonna episode, Madonna from Shanta Warren, and it was really interesting and it, it made me really sad. But it was fascinating because it talks about how Madonna was very much, all of her references and her imagery is very much film-based and like finds its genesis in like classic films. Uh, and how she always wanted to be, like, a star and, like, a movie star. Even as, like, she was a pop star, she always kind of came back to, like, classic film imagery. And she tried to have a movie career. She tried really hard and didn't really take off. But it was sad to read about her relationships because they just didn't sound very happy. But it was really interesting. Uh, listeners, you should all listen to that podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you probably will enjoy You Must Remember This. Um, it's not like a comedy podcast or anything, but it's very like detailed uh, about like Hollywood's lost history. She's It's really well done. It's so well done. She's I like love a it. Hollywood historian. I want to listen to that. Yeah, you sh- it's a two-parter. And the first one is like sh- her relationship with Sean Penn. And then the next one is her relationship with Warren Beatty. That's awesome. Are you ready to hear I'm my... dying to know. After all these nipples and F-words, I'm hoping for something <laughs> pure. <laughs> okay, so I chose my next movie based on an actress. I wanted to choose a movie with this actress oh in God. it. And so I looked through, and it was between. it was between quite a few of them. She is also a pop star, an actress and a pop star. Oh. Uh, which is interesting. I didn't plan that theme. It's perfect, though. So we go from Madonna to Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Oh, which one? I have chosen 1997's Anaconda. Oh, my God. I have not seen it. When you can't breathe, you can't scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube. That looks incredible. I've always wanted to see this. Me too. That's a great choice. I you've surprised you picked a lot of kind of like action and yeah. scary, scary movies <laughs> because it's those great. are the ones I haven't seen. Exactly, it's awesome. The snake in this movie looks 
fucking know. crazy. It, it looks like <laughs> so crazy. stupid. I can't wait. So could you remind us of our upcoming, the next, what the next few months look like? Yes, so we have, um, next up, we have July 1st, which is Anaconda. We have July 4th. Have we announced what July 4th is? I don't think we have. Do you want to do the deed? I'll do the deed. Um, so for July 4th, you're probably <laughs> guessing this. <laughs> you're probably <laughs> screaming along at home. But we will be watching Independence Day from 1996. Starring Will Smith. Then we have August 1st, which is our Spider-Man Film Festival. Yes, so that's our that's the rest of the summer. That's an incredible <laughs> range. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's an incredible single aisle of Blockbuster. I cannot wait to watch Independence Day. I've never seen it. Do you like how I say that ever, like the, we've really set the ground rules for like how we pick movies? And I'm like, I've never seen it. I've never seen this one. <laughs> that's why you're doing it. That's the point. I feel like we eventually will move on to ones we've seen. We'll have we're to. Gonna, we're going to run out of July 4th movies. You know? Fast. Help. <laughs> Get in the groove, bitch. Get into the groove. Bitch. bitch. You have the good timing. i got to work on it. I should get going. i got to oh, go wait. to work. You're going to work. Negroni time. <laughs> Those Negronis aren't going to mix themselves. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you for... Rating, reviewing, and subscribing. It really helps us out a lot when you do that. Yes, please do that. It helps I would love it if you did that. It really gets me going for another week at a time. <laughs> Probably, like, another few years. True. <laughs> if we got true. one good review, I would hold on to it for the rest of my life. That's very true. So, thank you. So, yes, go please write a review. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And put us in your Instagram story or something. Yeah. Help us out. Help us out. Don't you like us? <laughs> if you want to. If no you pressure. you know, no pressure at all. Like, you do what feels best for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just know We love that. you no matter what. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this has been another episode of IMD Bitch Fest. I'm Joe Hilton. I'm Rhiannon Cates. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Goodbye. You just singing a gorgeous solo of Empire State of Mind. <laughs> and then like on like a saxophone. Concrete jungle where it <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was good. <laughs>